Welcome back to another episode of the Turn 2 Podcast. My name's Tanner. I'm your host, and we have... Treasure. And today we have something a little special. We have a guest speaker with us. His name's Justin. Hello, everybody. We're glad to have you on the podcast here today. Well, why don't we hear a little bit of backstory on Justin? We'll hear a little who, bit of backstory on Justin? Justin. Yeah, who are you, Justin? Tell me who you are. Do we want to start from birth, or do you want to start from, like, where are we starting at? I mean, you could go back further than that. TMI. Yeah. yeah. So my parents met. And, yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, Justin from Cincinnati, Ohio, but I'm a big Rays fan, um, obviously, because the Reds stink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, is that really uh, why you're a Red Sox or Red Sox? No, you're a Rays fan. I'll, I guess I'll go through the story. So, in first grade, I was having trouble not trouble in school, but it was just a difficult time for me going to school. So, okay. I had a teacher that actually helped me out a lot. Um, her name was Miss Sudman. And then in Shout third out. grade, she moved to Tampa. Okay. So, instead of, I don't know, cheering on the Reds, I started paying more attention to Tampa sports. Ended up falling in love with the Rays, Buccaneers. Uh, lightning and ever since then it's been all race that's uh, awesome so that's how i became a race fan and then end up moving down here so that's awesome that you usually don't yeah. see that because you have a major market like an old team like cincinnati we talked about that in another podcast mm-hmm. that they move and mm-hmm. fall in love with another yeah, incredible place. uh opening day yeah sure. we'll talk about that later all right <laughs> i don't want to get into that justin right. okay all right, Justin, I know you're a big fan of baseball, and I don't know if you caught last week's episode, but we did playoff picks. Can you okay. – we don't do the whole playoffs, but can you just give me who your winners of each uh, league are and who is going to make the World Series? Okay. No pressure. Wild cards as well. <laughs> uh, no, you don't, you don't have to do the wild cards. You can just actually just do the World Series teams and then who the winner of those two are. Okay. Uh, so, you ready for the World Series? It's going to be – the Seattle Mariners versus Atlanta Braves. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I wish that I just got a yes. picture of Tanner's face when you said Seattle Mariners. <laughs> so there's always there's always a surprise in there. Like I would not have said that Philadelphia would have gotten the World Series. I agree with that. So I usually like most of the time, I mean, if I'm gonna play the go go safe, I'll go probably Astros Padres. Yeah, I'm not playing it safe. Hey, how dare I'm you? That's right. why I picked. Yeah, isn't that what you did? Yeah, you picked them. <laughs> yeah, you're playing it safe. <laughs> well, you know who didn't play it safe? You didn't play it safe there, but who went scary far was Treasure. She was like, yeah. "Yeah, the Rangers are gonna win their division, and like Detroit's gonna be the wild card." I said, "You're picking some of the worst teams in baseball." <laughs> so yeah, okay. Yep, well, I have uh, the Braves beating the Mariners. Do you? Okay. I was going to say, why why the, why the Mariners? You just want them to go? Or you just think that the trades they made? I think I think this is the year for them. I mean, they got their superstar yeah. in Julio. They've got the pitching now. Yeah. And there's just their bullpen. I, I just think it's top end. And that's what you need in the postseason. You just need shutdown pitching. And I think they have enough of it this year to make a run, but not enough. to win it heartbreaking (laughs) bold heartbreaking we'll see what happens no the more you talked about it, the more you sold me maybe my picks are terrible (laughs) but we'll see that's a good thing about baseball though that's a good thing about baseball Uh, yeah you never know seattle will probably not make the playoffs (laughs) and i will look like an idiot but (laughs) yeah right now fourth in a division after one game i'm like (laughs) seattle i'm all in (laughs) i love that yeah they're one to know Let's go. <laughs> so since Justin is a huge race fan, I'm going to jump right into this random team rundown. 
So the Tampa Bay Rays, this is funny. Tampa Bay Rays are based in St. Petersburg. Never made any sense to me. Yeah. Should be called the St. Pete Rays. But they play in the AL East. The Rays had their inaugural season in 1998, where they were known as the Double Rays. They held the name Double Rays until the end of the 2007 season. I heard that, uh, I didn't confirm this, but I heard that they, when they were called the Double Rays, they would get letters all the time about people saying, you got to drop oh. devil. Yeah, there is, there's still people that are like, I'm so glad they changed their name. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a fan of them when they were the Devil Rays. But they dropped the Rays. They have some sick uniforms. Yeah, though. I mean, yesterday, opening know, day, so their clean. uniforms were oh, like man. pretty yeah. pretty close to their classic uh, Devil Rays. Yeah, I'm a Red Sox purist through and through in old school, but that's a clean jersey. Yeah. I looked at that yesterday. Yeah. I told you, like, wow, we got to. We got to get one of those. <laughs> Not because we're fans. Yeah. Anyway, Justin, we're going to go to every major league park one day and buy all the jerseys. But that's, yeah. a, that's a clean jersey. But anyway, starting in 2008, they changed their name to the Tampa Bay Rays. In the early years of baseball, the Tampa-St. Pete uh, area, so back way before in the 90s, uh, so like in, I think it was 1913, uh, they started talking about this. But the Tampa-St. Pete area was often suggested as a relocation site for many struggling major league teams. However, Tampa was not granted to be an expansion until 1995. This is one of the first expansion teams we're going to talk about because the other ones we've talked about have been more like from day one or they started in the American League or you know one of those mm-hmm. other leagues. But this is when it started in um, actually in 1995 through the owners meeting. Once they were granted to be an expansion team, the ownership group was who was led by a businessman from New Jersey named Vince Namoli, I think his last name is. Um, yeah. What they did to try to generate interest in the team, by they signed future Hall of Famer. This was a genius move. They signed future Hall of Famer and Tampa native Wade Boggs a few months before the season in their inaugural season. So they made a huge splash mm-hmm. just right off the bat trying to get people excited about it, which I think it worked. I think they were pretty successful in the early days as far as oh, yeah, some, some fandom goes. Yeah, their attendance was pretty good uh, the first couple of years. Well, their their fandom was good. But the Devil Race franchise did not have the great beginning in the MLB that they wanted. They posted losing records in each of its first 10 seasons and finished last in the division in every year except for one out of that 10-year stretch. Yikes. Yeah, so it's kind of like the old Buccaneers, if any of you Tampa natives are listening, kind of yeah. like the old Buccaneers. But you know, Tampa Bay just starts slow. Yeah, for real. But oh, then they, they come back around. But and now they're Tampa Bay. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit. But after the name change uh, in 2008, they became the Tampa Bay Rays, as we know them today. They engineered one of the greatest turnarounds in professional sports history behind new manager Joe Madden. The Rays posted a 95-67 and 67 record, which was a 29-game improvement from the 2007 mark, 66-96. and 96. With this record, they qualified for the first playoff appearance in franchise history as AL East Division champs. So they literally came from nowhere, and that was a huge year for them. <laughs> Um, in their first playoffs, they beat the defending world champ Boston Red Sox in seven games to advance to their first World Series, where they ultimately lost in five games to the Philadelphia Phillies. So Treasure and I are Tampa natives. The buzz around this team in 2008 was wild. You, yeah. I don't know if you paid attention to them, but there were like at gas stations, there were raised jerseys hanging there just in random parts of Tampa. Just people just trying to get everyone excited about it. But... Sadly, they lost, but they put up a good fight. But this is another unfortunate one for Red Sox fans. In 2011, they staged what has been called the greatest last month comeback in Major League Baseball history 
where they came back from a nine-game deficit to the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> they had to win. What capped this off, too, is that they had to win their last game of the season against the Yankees to complete the historic comeback and did so in walk-off fashion in the 12th inning by a home run from Evan Longoria, who was the staple man there for a long time. And they won that game despite being down by seven runs in the eighth inning. It was oh, seven, wow. to, yeah, seven to zero in the eighth. And they came back and won. That's crazy. And the Red Sox lost, I believe, to the <laughs> Orioles. Oh, that was against the yeah. Red Sox? No, no, no. They played the Yankees. Oh. But if the Red Sox won, it, you know, they would, oh, gotcha. I guess they would have played a tiebreaker game. Is that right? Yeah. So if the Red Sox won, Rays won, it would have been a tiebreaker. Mm hmm. So for the longest time, the Red Sox are winning. Rays are just getting crushed. So everybody thought, oh, Red Sox are going to go to the postseason. Yeah. Rays are going to so close. But it flipped on them at the end. Yeah. It, wow. It, it, I remember that. That was an ugly, ugly <laughs> drop. Ugly. And uh, you know who dropped that? It was Carl Crawford. Yep, yep. Long yeah. time Ray. Yeah, a long time <laughs> Ray. One out one last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But – as historic as that comeback is, not taking away anything from that, they did lose their opening playoff series that year to the Texas Rangers in four games. Can we also discuss this real fast? We have a friend of ours who is a big Texas Rangers fan. And 2011 was not a kind year to Red Sox fan, and it really wasn't a kind year to Texas Rangers fans. <laughs> they were one strike away, one strike away from winning their first World Series, and they lost in seven games. Oh, my word. I want to say it was... They were one strike away twice. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Like multiple times. Yeah, David Freeze. <laughs> so as close as you can get. Yeah, David Freeze is not a fan, uh, not a, not very welcome in Texas. That's to say that. But anyway, back to the Rays. Uh, another standout season was in 2020, the COVID season. The Rays had the best record in the American League at 40 wins and 20 losses and eventually beat Houston, uh, Houston in the ALCS in seven games to advance to their second World Series, uh, which was exciting. The franchise, again, was denied its first championship as the L.A. Dodgers won the World Series in six games. Actually, I don't have this stat, but um, I don't know if you know this or not, Justin, but what was the game that was, like, the wildest finish of all time there? Where like, I think it was uh, game four. Yeah. <laughs> was that when Rosarena fell down in between the bases yep. and then they threw the ball so, away? <laughs> yeah, so they pinch hit Brett Phillips, who's not a good hitter at all. Yeah. Great guy, but not a good hitter. <laughs> Somehow makes contact with the ball, and Randy's <laughs> just flying around third and just trips, and you're like, oh man, there it goes. Like there was the chance to win it. Yep. And then the throw was bad. The yep. catcher couldn't catch it. He got back up <laughs> and magically scored. It was sounds like a train wreck. It was. A lot, it, was it. My heart went up and it was like <laughs> I was about to like oh, come on. Oh wait, no. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a very exciting and almost disappointing, and then back to being exciting. Yeah, for real. I I'm not a Rays fan, not a Dodgers fan whatsoever. Still, it I was like watching the game as a baseball fan, going, "Oh, he's gonna score! Oh no, he fell! Oh, they threw it away! He's gonna!" And he just slapped the plate. I remember he slapped the plate like a kid, like running away from what he thought was a monster. Just like I'm here, I'm safe. <laughs> and then Brett Phillips just running around the whole stadium. Yeah, the yeah, the airplane. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Brett, Brett Phillips uh, is a character for sure. But yeah. uh, so essentially, with the Rays, to kind of wrap it up, they went to two World Series, uh, which unfortunately they did lose both of those. Uh, but still, they've had some good showings since 98. But uh, some notable players in franchise history. This is by no means all the ones that I like or whatever, but just some staples around there. We've already talked about one is Wade Boggs. Another one you have to mention is Evan Longoria. 
Carl Crawford, David Price, Ben Zobris, Kevin Kiermeyer in recent years. One of my favorite guys to watch uh, when I was a kid, even being a Red Sox fan, was Scott Kazmier. I love the big lefty. One thing about this team, I've got notes here, is this team usually finds a way to win with players that have to prove that they are good players. They consistently have the lowest payroll in baseball, and they still outperform, I'd say, 80 to 90% of the league. So it's impressive what they do. Even as a Red Sox fan, I've got to give it up to them. It's a pain when you see them because they're like the little brother to me, mm-hmm. and they just have gotten good at points, and it's like, oh, this is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I have uh, on the Rays. Justin, uh, so do you far. have any fun facts about the Rays since you're a big fan? Well, I mean, the thing about the Rays really is pitching. Yeah. So they're just really good at just finding guys basically off the street and yeah. turning them into all-stars. For real. Uh, so I've been up to this point. is like if they sign a hitter, you, you doubt the race. Because they're like, man, why? They're not good at developing <laughs> hitters, getting hitters. But if they sign a pitcher that you've never heard of, you're like, okay, they obviously, that guy's going to be an all-star in like three years. Yeah. It's just the way that they operate. And it's... It's working for them the past 12. <laughs> yeah, you can go back <laughs> way far. I mean, David Price, even yeah. it was funny about him, too, is that barring a few, those pitchers are good in Tampa, and then they kind of go somewhere else at times, and sometimes they fade off. I mean, James Shield and David Price are kind of the outstanders there, and there's probably others that I'm not thinking of, but you think of, you know, even the playoffs years, Jeremy Hellickson, um, David Price in those years were filthy. Now you got uh, McClanahan. And even some of the trades that they've gotten have been kind of um, (laughs) they fleece some fleece Pittsburgh out of some stuff (laughs) Uh, on some of the trades. But even Chris Archer is another really good pitcher that they've I believe they developed and brought up. But they they just find a way in their farm system to make players uh, to develop players. But that's all I have for the Tampa Bay Rays um, so far. So all right, so I'm gonna give you guys a um, quick little wrap-up of the uh, World Baseball Classic. Yeah, we need to wrap that it's up. It's over. Sadly. It came down to Japan versus USA in the final. And let me give you a little recap of the last game. The score was 3-2 to two in the top of the ninth with Japan in the lead and USA up to bat. Otani entered the game to close it out and none other than his fellow Angels teammate Mike Trout was up to bat. He... uh it was a great matchup. He led him to a 3-2 full count. And Mike Trout struck out swinging. And Japan won the Classic. I was talking with Justin beforehand. There was a news anchor on ESPN. I don't even want to say his name. That got on there and <laughs> said that it was a trash at bat. And all that, and I'm co- like partially quoting that all that Mike Trout does is strike out. That's, that's what he said. He's like, this is just another thing that Mike Trout does. I was like, that is one of the greatest at bats of all time. Yeah. Country versus country, pride, love for the guy because you you've sat next to him literally on a uh, a plane and all season, basically six months of the year, and played baseball next to the guy, and he's you're facing him, epic at bat. Yeah, even though he struck out, really cool. Um, not the outcome we wanted. Nope, but it was Japan's third World Baseball Classic championship title, and on top of that, Otani was awarded MVP. How'd you feel about the World Baseball Classic, Justin? I think as a whole, it was. Much better than I remember it back in what, 2017. Yeah, I agree. I think it was, uh, the play was better. I thought it was more exciting. Maybe because there was just a whole bunch of Rays players yeah. just going off on <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, that made it a lot better. Um, Randy was out of his mind. 
<laughs> I know. He gets into this mode, and it just it's fun to watch when he gets there. Yeah. Um, which he did in 2020. Against the Yankees. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2021, the playoffs against the Red Sox, which you guys end up winning. But he did steal home, which was exciting. Oh. Um, he just has this ability just to turn it on. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> He puts on a show. He's an exciting player oh. for sure. I, I think I think the WBC generated a lot of fans. I think a lot more people were interested. I, I agree with you. I actually watched a, a, some of the games in 2017. I saw when Adam Jones had that catch in center field. Yeah. I, I, like, it gives me goosebumps thinking about that moment. But I imagine now, like, all the star players that were there, and, and even the ones that weren't there. I mean, Bryce Harper was hurt. But imagine if Judge is patrolling right field for you there, you know, like what could have been uh, in that moment. But I think the buzz around baseball, um, I think that tremendously helped out. And I actually have this stat here. Uh, Approximately 97.4 of TVs in Japan were turned on to watch the final out. 97.4. And the game over there, like game, it was it was at night here, obviously. Uh It was like 8 a.m. over there. Oh, wow. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's a lot of people. So, um, not the outcome we wanted, but got to admire their Japanese, uh, I guess, respect for the game and love for the game. Yeah, they uh, they come at it a little different way. Yeah, I was, was talking to you about that. Um, yeah. When we were watching Tanner, you said that um, they're very fundamentally sound, yes. mm-hmm. and yes. they they come. At, I agree with what you said. They come at the game with like a respect factor, and it just. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for letting them have fun. You know, some of the players yesterday and what the cleats they were wearing were kind of wild and whatever. But they, like, come to it as, like, it's an honor to play this game on this stage. And you can just see how they play. And they give it everything. Uh, and it, it just it made me enjoy watching even, you know, Japan play. Yeah. All right. So um, I know everyone has been just dying for me to do this again. So I'm doing another Treasures Top 5. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> I wish we had a little jingle for this. Maybe I'll make one. Ah! <laughs> we don't have one now, but <laughs> do, 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 do. treasures top five. <laughs> There's the jingle. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm gonna start it with a little story this time. Oh, great! The guys don't know what this top five is. So way back in the day, Mr. Joe DiMaggio was one of the first players to bargain for what he's worth. People just the players just didn't bargain. Back then, they just got paid what they got paid, and that was that. Hmm. He bargained, um, and he was actually booed at the start of the 1938 oh. season because he bargained. Really? But it worked out because he got what he wanted, and his salary raised from a whopping 15000 to 25000 <laughs> <laughs> Do you have what that means in today's money? Because what if that was like fifteen thousand back then is like one hundred fifty million dollars? I don't. Okay. I, I didn't look that up. But <laughs> Insane amount. Yeah. <laughs> As a comparison, now some players make ten thousand dollars per at bat. Oh yeah. And he made that in a year. I think. I think um, uh, Garrett Cole makes like eight thousand dollars a pitch or something <laughs> like that. If you break down yeah. his stats, it's it's wild. All right. So to go along with this. My Treasures Top 5 is the top five highest paid players to date. To date? Yes. Okay, how do you want us to do this? Do you want us to guess? Like, yes, but like, I want both of you to try to okay. guess. I'll let you go first, Justin. Are, are we doing average? Like how much they're average you're making? Or, like or is it total? Yeah, that's a good question. It's yeah. the total but contract. Total contract, okay. Total contract, okay. Um, I mean, Aaron Judge has to be up there now. 
if he's not, I'll, <laughs> he needs to go back and renegotiate. He needs to pull DiMaggio. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I'll go uh, Judge. I guess, I'll, well, Judge, Trey Turner. So he got a big contract. Um, who else just got a, got a good amount? They all have. You don't have to do. You don't have to do all five if you don't want to. All five. I've got four written down. I'm trying to think of my fifth one. I mean trout. I mean, if this was next year, I'll say Otani, but not yet. Oh, <laughs> dude, he's making like sixty-five million dollars this year with like endorsements and stuff. Oh, is he really? Yeah, with oh, endorsements okay. of like like sponsors and stuff. It's not just from like arbitration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see, I'll go Garrett Cole. That's a good one. And there's got to be a Met in there. <laughs> I'll go uh, Verlander. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. <laughs> well, don't give it away. Yet. I'm not, but just the fact that he just said there's got to be a Met in there. I mean, let's be real. Correa should have I mean, been on that list. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go uh, a lot of the same. I'm going to go Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper. And my last one is going to be... I'm going to scratch this one out. I wrote down Mike Stanton, but that was because he was the highest paid at one point. I'd be able to like $230 million, And I'm, I'm going to copy his answer and um, Garrett Cole. Yeah. Well, I just thought of Manny Machado. just got an extension. Oh, man. I just remember that. I'm locking it in, though. I'm locking it in. But, All right. Uh, I'll stay with my five. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's in there. Did we get any of them? Uh, So you guys got some of them right. Okay. There's two that you neither of you even mentioned. So okay, give it to me. Let's see. <laughs> Coming in at number five is Francisco Lindor. Oh, okay, that, there's your Met. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I'm like, well, you are partly you're correct. sniffing the right ballpark. <laughs> um, he has a contract of three hundred and forty-one million dollars over oh ten my, years. I didn't know that was that high. <laughs> Which is he like, that much? No, when you no. do the math, he gets thirty-four million dollars a year. To play baseball, yeah. I can't even like fathom that much money. Okay, well, let's be real. We couldn't fathom like a hundred grand a <laughs> year. <so. laughs> okay, and then coming in at number four, I believe Justin said him, Manny Machado. He said. Oh, you said him at the end. Yeah. I okay. That was my afterthought. Yeah. Of yeah. Thinking about it. I'll give you. A point I'll I'll that. let him count. Um, he I'm makes half a point. <laughs> Three hundred fifty million over eleven years. I forgot. I completely forgot he got extended because it was yeah. like two weeks ago. Well, yeah, it was like he's like, now I'm gonna opt out my contract and sign a new one. Yeah, what a perfect time to say it when the Padres are handing out money like the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, number three, you both said Aaron Judge with the Yanks. Um, Only three. He uh, makes three hundred sixty million over nine years, which is forty million dollars a year. I missed. I missed Harper. Harper's wrong. Yeah, Harper's not on the list. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, coming wrong. in at number two. And Trey Turner's wrong too. It, he is. <laughs> coming in at number two, neither of you said Mookie Betts. Real, what's his contract? 365 huh. over 12 years. Oh, so okay. it's a lesser, you know, average, but yeah, he, we were I talking he contract. He made he made out well yeah. in that. <laughs> And then coming in at number one is Mike Trout. Michael Trout. $426.5 million over 12 years. I think that man's worth it, though. He's a great player. That's crazy. Even though he strikes out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't hit a tiny, but whatever. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that list makes a lot of sense, though. I didn't know that Lindor was 
I didn't know Lindor was that high. I agree with you, Justin. Why would you pay Lindor yeah. that much? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good player. For real. Ah, but do I want to spend, how much was it? Like 300 million? 341. 341. 341? No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'm, spend my money elsewhere. I mean, yeah, yeah for real. Uh, I think. I agree with that. I think Trey Turner's better. I think there's I mean he's a great player. He's you know an all star, but I think they overpaid. I mean, two fifty maybe. I'll, I'll think about two fifty. Yeah, get the Correa deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what Correa I think Correa got paid like I don't remember. We talked about it before in the other podcast, but um speaking of stuff, you just gave me a random thing. Justin, you're gonna know this, but I'm gonna hit you with a quiz, Trash. Oh no. <laughs> I want you to tell me what the baseball I got two baseball terms for you to tell me. All right, I'm ready. Tell me what ERA is. Earned run average. Oh my goodness! Okay, can you explain it? To, can you explain it to <laughs> I me? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> if you say earned run average, I'm not going to give you points. <laughs> I get a little bit mixed up between ERA is a pitching term, right? Correct. Okay, so it's the amount of. So you want a low ERA? Yes. Because it's the amount of um, hits that you get against you per pitch. Or like how many pitches, kind of? No. Oh. <laughs> no. It, it, I'll I'll get back to what they both are after this. What is whip? Oh. Ooh, that's a good one. Right okay, there. it's really funny because I was thinking this yesterday that I'm like, I got to know what whip means. <laughs> it's because we <laughs> talked about it for our fantasy baseball. <laughs> oh, I guess that's why. But yeah, I did look up, it's not W-I-P, it's W-H-I-P. Yes. So I think it's walks hits innings pitch you're correct now uh, the big one i have no idea what okay. that means though <laughs> okay <laughs> you were you were you were close in era as far as what it is but it's in the name earned run average yeah i not, guess i said hits not eha yeah okay <laughs> so earned run average is a metric that measures the number of earned runs a pitcher allows per nine innings pitched known as the most commonly accepted st- statistical tool for evaluating pitchers, technical the te- there's a technical calculation. It is earned runs divided by innings pitched that times nine, and you'll get your ERA. Oh, okay. Um, I was I was gonna be mean and like have you do one live, but the math. Yeah, but it was gonna be <laughs> it was just gonna be one that was just like nine innings. Like oh, Otani gave up one home run <laughs> over nine innings. Thanks for not doing yeah. that to yeah. me. I got you. Uh, the whip. The reason why I combine them is it's another effective statistical tool. That's a really hard word to say. Uh, for evaluating pitchers, um, it's pretty much the second basic one. It can be used uh, to evaluate success, but it should be combined with ERA for a more complete perspective. So this stands for, WHIP stands for walks, hits versus innings pitched, which means the average of how many hits and walks on average the pitcher gives up. Technical calculation for WHIP is Add number of walks and hits that the pitcher surrenders, and then divide that by the number of innings. So basically, what I explained for ERA a is actually bit. whip. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't. Yeah. That's why I was like, let's go into whip. <laughs> yeah, basically, how much? How many base runners you allow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was talking to you about it the other day is because it's important that your pitcher in our fantasy league doesn't have a high whip because you're going low ERA, low whip. You will lose. Yes. I will. Yeah. Or you will also lose. If you play Justin and his team pops off the yeah. first day. So. so just a little background. We're in a fantasy baseball league, obviously, because we're talking about it. I was brought in as a 
backup because they needed a even person. Are you about to brag right now? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like number two right now. I mean, it's been one day, but <laughs> one day. <laughs> but I'm I'm here for it. Justin's above me, so I'm glad I'm not playing him. But yeah, I'm playing Justin, <laughs> and I told her this is why she's saying this. Justin is because yesterday I was like, dude, Justin's team's killing me. She's like, how's my team doing? I said, honestly, if you were yeah. playing him, it'd be kind of close. And she's like, I'm number two then? I'm awesome. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, my team, offense, I feel good. Pitching-wise, a little, little shaky right now. I'm not not too confident in the pitching, but we'll get there. We'll it's, get a, it's a long season uh, as far as fantasy goes. And it's a long season for them. I mean, uh, kind of going into uh, a little bit of stuff yesterday, I know we can openly discuss this, but do either one of you guys know who is the first player to have a strike called against them not a strikeout but a strike called against them yesterday Rafael Devers incorrect do you know Justin I'm talking about like the pitching violation yeah like the first pitching violation I mean I know Stroman had the first one but it was a ball yeah Stroman had his as a ball I don't know the I don't know the batter yeah the batter was it would be the batter though Austin Hayes for the Orioles so it was in the same game that the well the other first player to strike out due to pitch clock violation was Rafael Devers mm-hmm. and, he, knew, yeah. <laughs> and it hurt because he's on my fantasy team <laughs> That's uh, rough. yeah and to no surprise to anyone Aaron Judge first homer of the year mm, yeah typical which you have Justin you have Aaron Judge I do and what's funny is you had <laughs> yeah oh you have a disgusting team and you had the pitcher that was pitching yeah. against him too <laughs> You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. (laughs) Yeah. Did you guys see, did you guys happen to see anything on the average of the games yesterday or some of the game times? Um, Uh, I did see that the Yankees game was the shortest ever or like in a very long time. I don't think it was ever, but it was short. Did you, did you see any of that, Justin? Yeah. I mean, it was like 245, I think was the average game time. Yeah. I saw that as well. The Yankees. Uh, versus the Giants, that game took two hours and thirty three minutes. Yeah, and the Rays game flew by. I know that. Yeah, like I'm two fifteen. You know which game didn't was the Red Sox versus the Orioles. That game took forever. <laughs> I mean, it was what nineteen runs. Yeah, it was nineteen runs, nine yeah, and walks, like walk after walk. Yeah, after the Red. Walk. You can't win games with nine walks. I mean, it's shocking that they were even close at the end. But the Twins versus the Royals, they actually. Uh, that one took two hours and 32 minutes. So uh, just shorter games. I heard this perspective, and I want I want to know your take on this, Justin. I heard this perspective. When I fir- when we first talked about uh, the rules change, I was a little bit like, oh, it's baseball. It's supposed to be long. It's supposed to be drawn out. I heard this from the Dodgers announcers last night. They said it takes the fluff out of the game. It takes the extra stuff because the game is still the game. There's still 27 outs. So – the game might be shorter in time, but the content is still there. Do you feel the same way about it, or do you were you kind of a purist and was like, oh, I, li- I like the long games? I, I honestly don't mind the pitch clock. I think they could add a couple seconds to it, and I think it'll be perfect. But I mean, really, what it, we're missing now is David Ortiz is you know <laughs> messing with the batting gloves yeah. every single pitch. You know, guys taking like a three minute you know timeout. Yeah. Um, so I. Are we missing anything in the game? No. I think we're getting, I mean, the same amount of action. There's still 27 outs that each team has to make. Yeah. Um, still nine innings. It's just we're picking up the pace a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as long as the, I, if I feel like they're rushing, 
then I'll have a problem with it. But yeah, right I think, now I'm like, I think, I think the, it'll, it'll figure out a nice medium. Yeah, I think the rushing could lead to like injuries and stuff like that. My only concern was like strategy in your mind because you know that those pitchers are trying to get inside the the batter's head, or like Juan Soto does the shut the Soto shuffle. Like when he does that, that's got to intimidate some. I mean, it's not going to intimidate yeah. the top pitchers, but you can't really do that now unless he's doing it fast. I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see him doing it yesterday. I will walk back what I said. I'm actually enjoying it a little bit better because I watched, I watched a lot of games last night, and uh, I watched pretty much the entire um, Oakland versus Angels game, and it was quick. It, yeah, it went by. I mean, there was some action in it and it was a low scoring game which usually will help as well but it was still it was still just quick it was nice i was like hey let's get on with our lives and and the, another thing the dodgers announcer said uh they said now you can come to a game at seven and try to get home in a decent time to put your kids to bed yeah. expands the game la traffic maybe not yeah not in <laughs> la yeah they're like get home at a decent time at three in the morning <laughs> yeah and i got a i also got a shout out to adley rutschman who's also on your team, oh, yeah. Justin, yeah, five for five with a home run and four RBIs. And according to ESPN stats and information research, he is the first player since 1937 to go five for five or better with a home run on opening day. And the first catcher with five hits on opening day since at least 1900. Wow. Yeah. You know, the problem now I'm expecting a five for five performance every night. So <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta keep that going. Yeah, you can just like just cut him from your lineup after the second yeah. game. It's like, yeah, you yeah. went one for five four. For, yeah. Yeah, one four for five, he gets cut. So, yeah. <laughs> Good, uh, I'll pick him up. His best job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, uh there's a lot of great stuff yesterday. Um I'll kinda leave it open to the floor to you guys bring up some stuff if you guys have anything about games yesterday that you saw. A lot of offense, I feel like. But I think I saw it, something that was like the same amount of runs were scored, but it just feels like, I don't know, maybe it was with a shorter time, felt like mm. more action, more games, or, uh, well, really the first time, I just jumped all over the place, but for the first time, we're having all teams play in opening day, which was like crazy for me since like 1960-something. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. Yeah. Huh. I mean, most of the time, it's like a couple games. And yeah, then you got everybody else playing the next game. That makes so this much year sense. It was like, yeah. Why did Why did I not think that was a bigger deal than it was? I saw all the games. I was like, oh, they're all playing. They never yeah. do that. Everybody was playing. I I, know uh, I noticed that it's opening day. Um, yeah. it was all the teams because I've noticed before because there's been yeah. a few times that the Red Sox don't play yeah. opening day. I'm like, what? This is kind of annoying. You just blew my mind. I can. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't realize it'd been like a long time since that happened, though. It's probably before they had 30 teams. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was it was nineteen sixty something, so that there definitely wasn't. Oh yeah, the Rays weren't around. A bunch of those teams yeah. weren't around. Yeah. Wow. So you just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to give a huge shout out to Hunter Renfro for did, that crazy mm -hmm. catch. Did you see uh, that, Justin? Yeah. Here's my problem with this. So I saw it, and everybody's hyping it up. But if you look at the route that this man takes, yeah. it is the worst route. <laughs> In the history of running routes, a hundred percent agree. Because if he misses that ball, they're they're calling for his name. It's like you got to get him out of the field. Yeah. <laughs> he just this man makes the worst. He turns the wrong way, runs the opposite direction, realizes it, and just throws his glove up. <laughs> Somehow makes the catch. I mean, good athleticism on him. Yeah, but I don't know. I was like, 
there's other better catches, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. And because it's like even even in that game, um, I think his name is Estuary Ruiz or something like that, the center fielder for uh, yeah, Oakland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He Superman jumped for one and caught one. That was a yeah. phenomenal athletic play. The other one was hundred percent luck, and it was funny because. I like listening to, to uh, the athletics broadcast because it's Dallas Braden, and he it, they said in the the, the thing just like sometimes it's better to be way luckier than good because <laughs> that was extremely lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's and a good take. I was trying to say it was like the best catch of all time. I was like, oh, okay, let's uh, let's pump the brakes here. Absolutely not. Maybe the luckiest catch of all time, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say one of the luckiest, but <laughs> not skill based. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hunter Renfro was a former Ray. He's a former Red Sox. Best defender. He had, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he also beat the, the Rays in the playoffs in 2021. <laughs> but we won't mention Good that. arm. Yeah, we won't mention We'll <laughs> skip over that. Yeah. <laughs> um, good arm, but I don't know, just his fielding sometimes is like, man, what are you doing? He's man? a liability to me. I think I think even back when he came into the Red Sox organization, I don't know if you felt like this when he was a part of the Rays, is – he was very Carlos Pena esque of he's either hitting a home run or he's striking out. And his averages, I think his average has gotten better over the years, especially even after the Red Sox. Like people were kind of upset that they let him go because of the home run power. But I'd rather a guy hit for average most of the time than hit for pop. Like I'd rather have a, a Xander Bogars kind of day. You know, I think he was four for five yesterday or something like that. Uh, I watched him and he at one point he was three for three and mm. I believe he got another hit, but I'd rather have a guy hit for, you know, well into the 300s and have, you know, 12, 14, 15 home runs than, you know, 35 bombs and he's hitting 211. That's yeah. just my opinion. No, I agree. I mean, you got to get people on the base path. Yeah. Especially with the rules now. <laughs> yeah. get, just get on first, man. Still second. Yeah. Did get you see the stats of that? It was like uh, yeah, 20 something stolen bases, I think. Yeah, it was over 20 stolen bases on opening day, and I think last last year was only like seven or something like that. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it's a big difference. but And like only, I think, two people got caught. So yeah. Like they were not just stealing bases. They were stealing bases with success. I think 16 of them were in the uh, Red Sox-Orioles game. <laughs> there were so many in that game. <laughs> they stole second base pretty much every single time they could, <laughs> and nothing, there was nothing they could do. It was terrible. Yeah. but I mean, honestly, I think – Stolen bases, singles and stolen bases are going to be the, the big thing this year. I'm excited about and, that. Yeah. I like that. And uh, I think the rules, like the disengagement rules, are going to play a bigger impact than the pace of play. How do you feel about the the, the throw over rule? Yeah. Do you like, like you that? Do it twice? No. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to. No, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like it, you don't necessarily have to have a reason for your purist. But, I mean, no. even in the first game I watched, I watched the Braves game, and Acuna gets up, and he threw over twice to him. And he, the coach tells him, you can't throw over again unless he picks you off. It's a balk. Yeah. And he looks back at the coach That's... goes, he starts smiling. <laughs> yeah. I hate when they always threw back over to first, like 20 times in a row. That was annoying. Yeah. But it just feels like you do it twice – then like you're caught like yeah you can't you got to make sure you get them you're probably not going to get them yeah so basically I mean, you're just gifting a free base to unless you do a pitch I mean, out they, but even then like who wants to give up you know ball straight up, up. Ball. yeah i mean yeah. it's different strategies i'm interested to see how a lot of teams play that but i think the stolen bases are going to be off the charts this year um 
which I, I think leads to a more exciting baseball to me. I, I love stolen bases and I love uh, triples. You know, I, home runs are obviously exciting, but I I prefer a player hustling. You know, all the way to third and diving in last second, doing a swim move and getting around the tag. That's a little bit more exciting for me than just oh, we killed that one. That one's gone. Yeah, I agree. I like stolen bases. Yeah, stolen bases are uh, key as well. But that's all that I have for baseball stuff. Um, if you guys don't have anything else, there is one thing that we forgot to do. We forgot to spin the wheel after, know. The, after the random team rundown. So we're going to spin this wheel and kind of wrap up this episode. Uh, so I'm going to actually hit this right now. I didn't change any of the sound, so it may sound terrible. But here we go. <laughs> Let's see what it is. Oh, there is no sound. Oh, there is no sound. No shot. Uh. Oh, oh, it's the Rangers. It was very close oh. to Red Sox. It was Rangers, Red Sox. <laughs> the next team on the random team rundown is going to be the Texas Rangers. And we're probably going to talk about 2011. <laughs> maybe, we'll have, maybe we'll have Austin on. So, yeah, again, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, Justin, I appreciate you coming on. This was really fun. I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to do this. Um, we will come back to you guys hopefully next week sometime with – a lot more baseball games, a lot more stats, another random team rundown, and, and everything else. So if there's nothing else, we will see you guys on the next episode of the Turn 2 Podcast. Bye.